I choose the longest downhill that I can find. Uh-huh. Yep. So choose the longest, steepest downhill. Okay. <laughs> What's up, everybody? Welcome to another sprint episode of Coaches on Couches, where we're going to kind of jump right to it and pick a topic of the day and uh, knock it out for you. So today we've got Coach Nick Dwyer on the couch. I'm Coach Dale Sanford. Uh, Nick here is the president of Memphis Youth Athletics, Yep. also longtime uh, coach at Christian Brothers High School. And we're going to be talking about how to pace a mile. One, it's, it's not a sprint. One mile. It's not a sprint. You can try. <laughs> Works out real well. Goes, it goes really well when you just go guns blazing <laughs> from the get-go. That's right. Absolutely. <clears throat> That's what I try to do. Yeah. Yeah. We'll work on that. So we're going to work on uh, getting the information across on how to properly pace a mile. We've got a lot of people right now. Uh, a lot of our athletes doing mile assessments mm-hmm. since there's no races. Um, and then I know you, you've got uh, your whole crew yep. kind of doing uh, some workouts, kind of gearing toward a mile mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So, um, you know, it's relevant for for youth athletes, but also, I mean, adults. I personally think it's like the best uh assessment that you can do as a as an adult runner a triathlete because it's repeatable yep um it's it doesn't take a whole lot of recovery afterwards mm-hmm. um you know and it it really can be scaled up uh to kind of assess other paces for other races and Absolutely. stuff like that it's so. a great baseline for a lot of stuff all right so let's get at it Nick, what is the what is the number one thing we've got to do when we're when we're trying to really properly pace this mile? Right. Uh, first thing you got to do is just know your distance. Uh, if you're on a track, it's really simple. You're talking about four laps around the track. If you're trying to do a true mile, it's uh, one thousand six hundred nine meters, so back up nine meters from the start, and there's your there's your true mile. Um, if you're doing it on the road, I highly recommend that you get out and and map out your route. Um, and I say know your distance so that you can actually map it out on the road and find your segments. So uh, when I do, when I do this, <laughs> I choose the longest downhill that I can find. Uh-huh. Yep. So choose the longest, steepest downhill. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, downhills are great, uh, especially as you're getting older. Uh, <laughs> it gives you a little bit of a head start. Uh, I thought I was doing a downhill mile not too long ago, and it ended up being more uphill than anything, but. <laughs> Uh, if you measure it out and it's 1,609 meters, if it's uphill or downhill or all the above, uh, you're doing well there. Uh, but the point is to, to know the route so that you can pace yourself and, and give yourself, uh, points on the course, especially with the road. The track's easy. You come around, you know, you got three laps to go, two laps to go, one lap to go. Um, but on the road, if you don't know your route and you don't set out some markers or have some landmarks that you can begin to kind of shift through your gears as you get closer and closer, uh, you're going to have a difficult time, you know, uh, managing the distance. And I would say that's probably one of the hardest things to do with the mile because you can't sprint it uh, and you don't treat it like a 5k and it hurts. <laughs> yeah. From the, you know, mm-hmm. it's from the get go. It's, it's going to be challenging. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
but there is like an extreme amount of patience that's involved in yes. what people consider to be a short race. It is, it is. Uh, and it's, it's considered a middle distance. It's not a distance race, but it's certainly not an 800. But the, the pacing of it is where people either make or break the race. Um, we, most world records, at least from the mile up, have been negatively split. Um, and what that means is you're going to gradually pick your pace up as the distance, uh, as the duration goes on. And hopefully you're finishing faster than, than you started. Uh, we've all finished slower than we've started, and we know what kind of death march that means. <laughs> and, and with a mile, it can be excruciating And for the last quarter mile if you've gone out too fast. So uh, with a lot of my runners and what we teach with MYA is that uh, you want a negative split the second half of the race. And for uh, most of us, that means 800 out. You want to begin to kind of get into a different mindset and at least shift gears mentally, and usually your body will follow. So pacing is is. Ex- extremely important you got to get out there and know what you want to hit don't just go out there and aim at uh, i've never run a mile and i want to run a four minute mile well that's going to be very difficult for you to do <laughs> um break down that pacing into quarters uh and then practice that yep. uh, that's kind of the the third point going into the fourth point if you're going to run a five minute mile that's 75 second quarters that's a 230 half uh that'll give you a shot at breaking five minutes um and after that Give yourself a good runway. Talk to your coach or coaches. We, we're good at developing those plans to practice that pacing and workouts uh, and trust that pacing. So what you're trying to say is, <laughs> if I never run a 75-second quarter, I can't run a five-minute mile? Uh, not that day. No, okay. <laughs> All right. If you have a difficult time breaking 75 and a quarter – reevaluate your your goal and and stair step it so let's just <laughs> let's let's do a like a, a a real life example here like okay. let's just say like for all intensive purposes six minute mile mm-hmm. what equal, how yeah. would you probably structure that as far as each quarter uh if if i'm if i've got an athlete trying to run six minutes or better um we're, we're, we're going all Allen Iverson practice all the time with 90 second quarters. We're going to do a little bit of under, uh, under pace and over pace even, but the day of the race, uh, we're, we're going out in three flat. Um, because typically if an athlete can run six, we're probably going to go out right at race pace. And that gives them the chance to kind of at least be a little bit over, maybe hopefully a little bit under if you're gambling. Um, so if they go out in 90, they're in a good place. If they go out in three flat, it puts them right where they need to be. Um, and on top of that, it, like I said, if they're having a good day, they're probably going to negative split that thing based off of the practice preceding that, uh, that particular race. So that's what we practice. Uh, we, give them, we give them something that we know they can hit in the first 800, um, which means if we've got a six-minute kid, then we're probably sending them out in you know six to 605 maybe. Uh, just so that they know that they're comfortable. Yeah. So yeah, you're not. So again, you're you're going out uh, kind of at race, and we do this a lot with like threshold testing to begin mm-hmm. with. Like you start at or slightly under mm-hmm. where you're uh, where you want to finish. Right. And then we're counting on uh, the second wind happening and yeah. finishing super strong. Exactly. You know. So. It's not the opposite of 
just go out and hold on for dear life. Yeah, you don't want to do it that. Never, it never really works. It, it doesn't. Uh, it doesn't work for many distances, especially the mile. It's just too too painful. Um, always set your athletes up for success. So if they're just not practicing well uh, with their paces, it's it's best just to kind of hold off on it. But uh, there is a discipline to it because uh, if you're if you're a six minute kid and you run a, a ninety, the ninety should feel relatively uh, familiar. I hate to use the word comfortable because people get that misconstrued if they don't come through in a comfortable uh, state, then physical state, then obviously mentally they go and they kind of throw the race out the window. Um, but it's a controllable, uh, manageable type kind of pacing situation for a lot of those kids. I wouldn't put the mile in a category of comfortable no. pacing anyways. No. But, no. Uh, what Familiar it, is what I use a lot. Yeah. You're familiar with it. Are there any like like considerations like, you, you know, we, we know a road race mm-hmm. versus a, a track. There's going to be variations for the course. You, you yep. already laid out, you got to know the route. You got to yep. know uh, the terrain. Yep. Uh, so would you make any adjustments to the pacing or the effort, you know, for, for say something that started harder and finished easier or. Yeah. Um, the effort, uh, is going to vary more than really the pacing of it. Uh, meaning you're, if you're going out and you're starting out the first half mile and you're going out in 800, obviously you're going to come through 800 faster than you would on a flat track. Uh, and you got to have that set in the athlete's mind so they don't freak out. If they're trying to, if they're trying to run six a minute, they come through at 245. That athlete goes, I better slow down. No, you, you take the advantages wherever you get them, uh, in the course. Um, and you prepare them for that. That's where the coach comes in. You know, uh, we both have coaches have, have taught our athletes, to study the course, understand that you're coming through this split here, here, and here. If you're on a flat track, it's easy, but the road definitely will throw some curveballs at you, and you just have to be prepared for it, which is why the fifth point of visualization is so important. You're going to visualize not only your race, but you're going to visualize where you're at on the course and what splits you're going to come through at uh, so that when the race day comes, you're on autopilot. Um, you're just ready to manage the distance. Uh, you're going to be comfortable with being uncomfortable and you're going to come through these splits plus or minus, you know, I would say two or three seconds of, of what your coach and you have planned. Um, so the visualization of the road course is very important. Even the track, you know, visualizing yourself coming through in certain splits and negative splitting at certain points and segmenting, uh, that race as it gets, uh, harder. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I mean, pra- I mean, practicing what you're going to do on race day, not only from a pace perspective, but to the warm up, to the yeah. uh, your nutrition before, during, and after, whatever. I mean, mm-hmm. all that stuff. The more you practice it, the more it becomes, uh, you know, just business as usual. Yeah, you're on, ready on that race day. Uh, we always we kind of go through like road, you know, road courses and even like cycling time trials and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. You know we always teach to push harder when the course is harder. Yeah. Take the recoveries when the, when the course eases up on you, but you have to be prepared to push harder when the course is harder, whether that's a hill, uh, right. terrain based, weather based, wind based, yeah. whatever. Uh, you've got to be prepared to, to push a little bit harder in those times. And like you said, take the advantages where, where you can. Right. And you've, you've been prepared for that in your training there. You're going to set up workouts where, you know, you're going to make the middle workout, the meat of the workout, the hardest part, because that's probably where the hill's about to crest in the workout. So you're prepared for that physically. And I'd say more importantly, mentally.
So hit the nail on the head there. For sure. So the the, the next point that, that you've kind of got here mm -hmm. is is taking each segment one piece at a time. Yeah. Breaking that sucker down into pieces you can digest. I call it eating the elephant one piece at a time. Um, if if you try to look at the distance as a whole, sometimes it becomes too intimidating. But if you can tell your runners, your athletes to say, okay, you need to just hit, you just focus on the first quarter. You just hit this first quarter. That's your, that's stage one of your race. You do that and everything else falls into place. You come through at 75 and you're supposed to come through at 90. And if it's not a steep downhill, then we're probably going to have problems. <laughs> uh, Houston, we have a problem. Uh, we call that uh, segmenting. Uh, and segmenting becomes even more important as the, as, the, as the duration goes on. So in the first part of a mile, we may just segment it into quarters. Um, but on the back half, we may segment it down into 200 meters just because the pain is coming up. Yep. And you have a harder time focusing. Uh, so you focus on shorter things. I need to get from here to here. If I can do that, then I'll focus on the next part. Um, but segmentation, uh, segmenting in races is extremely important. Uh, and you practice that at practice. Yep. Yeah, I mean, that's a, you know, it's amazing the, the number of parallels that the more you t we talk about mm -hmm. pacing miles and the parallels to even ultra distance. Oh, yeah. You know, you're... You're taking each, uh, once you get toward the end of that Ironman marathon, you're, right. you're, you know, a lot of times it's an aid station at a time or, <laughs> a, uh, you know, I'm going to get to that light pole, right. you know, and then we'll see what happens. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, breaking it down into things that you can digest and, exactly. and then go on to the next one and put the other stuff behind you. Right. Uh, last, last thing you got here on uh, the list is pretty much what we say Every damn day. <laughs> Stick to the plan. Stick to the plan. Uh, the way you feel on race day. I tell my athletes uh, that that small feeling, whether it's good or bad, has almost zero relevance on how you're going to race because uh, your fitness is like an iceberg. you got this much fitness. The way you feel on race day is irrelevant, in my opinion. Um, so stick to the plan and go. Don't, don't. Don't, you know, don't have the race uh, finished and done in your head because you feel good, bad, or ugly. Because you're feeling good, that's great. Stick to the plan, and if you're feeling good, you'll see it on the back end. If you're not feeling great, you may get to that race and go, you know what, I'm, I'm feeling normal now because the gun went off. So stick to the plan. Absolutely. Your coaches know what they're doing. <laughs> stick to the plan, trust your training, yep. and... Do your job. That's right. If you do well, take the credit. If you do poorly, blame us. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think we'll finish it there, man. Yeah, we'll man. Just, we'll, uh, that was, you know, we, we knocked that out. Got pretty, I mean, that's pretty much the gist of it. That is, man. Um, know your distance. Know your route. Know your track. Know your pace. Practice. Visualize. Eat the elephant. Trust your coaches and your training. Awesome. Well, we appreciate you taking the time out of your day to come and chat with us for a few minutes. And uh, no problem. We appreciate everybody listening, watching. We'll catch you guys next time. Adios. See you around.